Hey everybody and welcome to Mark's Movie Collection again. This is a bonus episode. It's, uh, it's in between seasons right now, but this is uh, my, I guess, follow-up on, on 300. So if you listen to the 300 episode, you'll now know. Uh, I, I'm sorry, you would already have known. If you haven't, you will now know that I did not successfully get to watch the movie in its entirety. It was a fun ride, though. But I, I finally watched it. Uh, the Blu-ray copy that I had ended up working. It's hilarious. I had that movie four times, which is it's just insane because, well, I guess maybe back then I really liked it. But now, not so much. And like I said, this is more of uh, Mark's movie collections is Mark's feelings, not an objective, like, you're, you're wrong, I'm right kind of thing. It's, it's a lot more cash than that. So I took some notes, some notes, took some notes. Um, I guess I'm going to start out. I don't, I don't know. I mean, Dominic West plays such a shitter in this movie, and he's so good at it. He was also uh, Jigsaw in the Punisher movie that no one fucking saw. I mean, I guess I'm going to get to the thesis of it, right? Uh, the thesis of, of my main takeaway now, watching it 2019 uh, with 2019 eyes and 2019 knowledge, is that 300, the book is a game changer 300 the comic well actually it's a, it's a graphic novel actually by uh frank miller and uh lynn uh lynn who see i should i should be on top of these things and lynn varley as the colorist but written and uh drawn by frank miller so a, a frank miller creation even though i'm gonna point out that the coloring is extremely important this um, almost atonal, like it's so muted as to be almost all the same color look was very avant-garde, maybe. Um, or maybe not avant-garde, but definitely um, stand out. And I'm not super duper into, into comics or well, graphic novels, so... I hope that the nerd voice is coming out, and it's like, uh, I'm trying to do like a Professor Frank, but not really. Like, uh, well, actually, uh, I don't know. Maybe if I hold my nose. Maybe that's too nasal. Uh, I'm not feeling it right now, and I'm not... The monitor's not quite working, so I... Well, actually, uh, Professor Frank here. Um, yeah. Sorry for that tangent. So, the coloring is super important. And it is important because it is different. It is important because it, in the movie, it compresses the space, right? So there is, uh, I guess, a, a section of art called color theory. And in color theory, there are ways that you can expand space or compress space. And this is super duper important in movies because in movies you have a, a couple different ways to make a space feel uh, bigger or deeper one of them is using uh, a wider lens will make it feel deeper 
a narrower lens will compress the space and make things seem closer together on a depth scale, like a Z, a Z scale. And colors can do that too. Um, so the human eye perceives colors that are warmer and brighter as being closer and colors that are cooler and darker as being further away. All the colors are basically cool and dark um, in this movie. And I know that this was kind of like a breakout hit for, for Zack Snyder. I'm actually going to... I also should have looked this up. Uh, so he, he kind of hit it big on, on Dawn of the Dead. Um, I don't know if I have Dawn of the Dead. I don't think I do. And I don't, I don't really remember seeing it. I might have. But 300 was like his, his breakout hit, kind of. And 300, I think, is kind of maybe the origin of the Zack Snyder, grimdark, no color. Like, I think that, I think that people associate him with that, not understanding that in 300, it was A, the coloring of the book, but also B, the effect of creating a book on screen or creating a page on screen with actors and motion and things like that that was was happening right so the when you when you watch 300 you feel like you're looking at a page just the pages is in motion it's almost like a, one of the books from mists right where the guy comes out he's like i'm whatever my name is oh don't help that other guy with the red background he's obviously bad and then you touch the page and you go into a world that's kind of that's kind of 300 300 is, is kind of mists like what if what if Frank Miller's graphic novel was was missed, right? So let me see some Don Stills, two thousand four. Uh, Don of the Dead looks to have uh, actual color colors in it, which is uh, interesting. It has tone. It has contrast. So I'm going to say that three hundred was the was the, the the breakout for it uh dawn of the dead has actual lights and and things like actual sunlight i should say um so i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna say that 300 is the originating of the originating of the zack snyder uh characteristic grimdark no color uh look right and it's unfortunate because it came from somewhere else. It came from somewhere else and it was for a very specific reason. And then I think maybe Warner Brothers or whoever is just like, hey, Zach, you gotta you gotta keep doing it. It's like the guitarist, um, I think from Linkin Park with the headphones. Those headphones were never connected to anything. He just had to wear them. Like that was his gimmick, right? It's like, well, that's your gimmick. You gotta go out there dressed with 90 zippers and wear these headphones. So that became Zach's gimmick. And I mean, for better, or for worse, it is what it is. Um, I'm not going to go ahead and criticize a whole body of work because there are actually definitely movies I like in there. And, and I like 300, but getting back to it, it was um, 300 is a wonderful adaptation, a very faithful adaptation of uh frank miller's work however that being said uh 
Frank Miller's work is Frank Miller is kind of known for different takes on known characters, mainly Daredevil and Batman. And he's known for his kind of uh, original work as well as in Sin City. But his characteristics are to be uh, graphically stylistic, uh, minimal sometimes, right? Like he didn't know how to draw Batman, so he drew a huge fucking square. And it is so iconic, you know? Uh, he didn't even like try. He's just like, fuck it. That's what Batman looks like. Batman is this massive fucking block that is here to kick the shit out of you. Uh, Sin City, kind of the same thing. Some of those dudes were just squirts, but Sin City was even more so stylistic. It was like single color and, you know, a lot of ink work, line work, that kind of thing. 300 was a little different. 300 was maybe a little more involved, a little more painterly perhaps and that's why uh lynn varley is so important in that she is the colorist so you know big credits there because it, it came out wonderfully and, and reading 300 however many years ago uh you know maybe it's over 10 maybe close to 15 years ago reading 300 was was game-changing because I didn't know that graphic novels could be that way. And then the movie came out and the movie was the graphic novel, right? Or roughly that, you know, I think I might've seen the movie first, but Frank Miller is not known for, mm, 300 is kind of a meathead movie. I think is, is what I'm getting to kind of at the end of the day. It's, it's a bit of a meathead movie. And I think that, there are a lot of good, not good, there are, are different themes in there, but it's easily misunderstood. I think 300 is easily misunderstood to be, get jacked and have abs and stab people, right? And I don't think that's a fault of the author or the filmmaker per se, but I think that Frank Miller specifically takes a blunt approach in his work and he's not going to sit there and like spell it out for you. So I guess the baggage is also on me because I'm not really into that type of movie or those type of types of people. Like if I had just met somebody and they started talking to me about how 300 is their favorite movie, I might form an opinion there about like, Hey, this guy's kind of, kind of different or this girl even. This girl's kind of different. I don't know that we're going to get along. We'll, we'll see. But um, there may be some philosophical differences there, right? Just in general, in, in broad, broad philosophical strokes. So, yeah. I, I liked the movie. I still like the movie, but not the same way. Not enough to have it, you know, four times or... I think I might have just forgotten that I'd had it and kept buying it, which is dumb. Or maybe the discs never worked and I kept buying it because they didn't work and that's why I have so many. But yeah, this has been uh, Hot Takes at Thermopylae. Right, get it? Hot Takes, like Hot Gates. Anyway, this is a short episode. This is Between Seasons. Uh, I was recently on the Sunshine Summit, 
So you can check that out at sunshinesummit.live. I had a really cool conversation with uh, Heather Welsh from Sunshine and Power Cuts. That is, uh, I'm going I'm to plug that because that was a really fun time. And there was a live audience live stream. You know, it was really fun because um, having that uh, chat with the live audience was really cool. And it was amazing. But it was really um, dicey because just before the internet, uh, had been down at my house all day and it, it, uh, I was like, Oh no, I'm going to have to reschedule this. I'm gonna have to cancel this. And it came up just before. Um, so there were a couple dropouts and stuff and I'm going to chalk that down to ISP. I also want to point out that the, the actors of 300 were very dedicated and they had a, a grueling, grueling physical regimen called the 300 workout. And that's, uh, pretty much outlined in the extra features on the Blu-ray. And they did, they, they did exactly what they had to do. I'm sure that they were, um, how shall I say it, enhanced in post-production because uh, human bodies don't quite look that way in that light. But I'm sure that they were absolutely shredded, more shredded than a julienne salad. So that was cool, but the performances were mostly uh, yelling, and in uh, Gerard Butler's case, thoughtfulness, then yelling, then teeth. And that's not anybody's fault. It's just it's not a it's not an Oscar movie. It's not an actor movie. You don't really get these character moments. Um, I would be remiss though if I did not point out that uh, Lena Headey was in the movie. And I don't actually remember her character's name. She played Gorgo? Gorgo? But she didn't look like a Gorgo. I've seen Gorgos, and then she didn't look like a Gorgo. But she had a, a very strong performance. We know Lena Headey now primarily from Game of Thrones. So we know that uh, she definitely has the, the power, the poise to play that strong female figure but I, I mean apparently she's been doing it for a while which is cool so there was that and uh you know to frank miller's credit uh you know she gets some agency in there i don't remember if that's exactly how it goes in the book but the movie was all right however i'm not gonna end this without saying that uh 300 was was maybe a, a simplified and revisionist look at history and um you know maybe uh it, it's not a documentary i guess is the best way to put it there's a lot of things that uh that went on in that time in that place that maybe wouldn't have been appealing to essentially what what the movie's primary audience is or and the book probably as well so just, uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt. That That isn't what happened, right? Uh, and I think a lot of people, like I said, the, I think the movie's easy to misunderstand. And I think that the movie's also easy to misidentify as being somewhat historically accurate. Yeah, a small group of, of a much smaller group of Greek soldiers held off a much larger group of uh, Persians, I think they were up until they were betrayed and 
an, uh, a flank was exposed. Yes, that that is pretty accurate. Um, but as far as how the society was, maybe a little different, maybe a little less appealing. So you guys can look into that if you want. I'm pretty all right about it. I'm good. But I just had to point that out. So that's been a hot takes at Thermopylae again. Unless I edit out the first closing because I forgot about all that stuff. So yeah, I, I hope to be coming back in April. I, I think I had said April 7th. I don't know that April 7th is going to be a thing that I can make. But I'll try. I will definitely try. Think about changing the release date. I don't know if Sunday's okay. Uh, if you guys like uh, Sunday mornings on the in the U.S., go ahead and shoot me a tweet at coolmarkd, cool with a C, and mark with a K. Because uh, I can I can release any day. I, I record these you know, beforehand, right? So I can do that, definitely. But yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for thanks for being there, audience, listener, singular. Uh, and it's really fun talking about movies. I hope to, hope to talk more with you soon. See ya.